it's that whole cliche or that whole thing, you know, I am second. Well, I take the second part off of that and I just say, I am dot, dot, dot. And then I help men figure out the dot, dot, dot uh, yeah. afterward. And then we start figuring out how we operate within that, which is not easy. We all fall short. Totally. We all screw up yep. um, every day. And just because I have my identity statement doesn't mean that I'm perfect. It doesn't mean that I live in that hardcore hundred percent each and every day. Um, so I'm constantly having to reflect. I'm constantly ha having to reevaluate and I'm constantly having to figure out, okay, how did I show up? Why did I show up that way? And how am I going to do it differently tomorrow so that it can be better? Paul, you're a husband, you're a father, you're a U.S. Marine veteran, entrepreneur, yeah. founder of True North Ministries, and a podcast host, much more. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your time, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, brother. It's an honor and a privilege to be here, and uh, I appreciate you inviting me onto your show. And uh, also, I look forward to having you on my show. So, yeah. yeah, looking forward to the conversation, man. Absolutely, man. Looking forward to it for sure. I, I like to kind of go back with my shows. Like, where did you grow up? What was childhood like for you? Oh, man. Uh, so I grew up in a little town called Brownwood. Okay. And so, you know, you'd mentioned you have about 45,000 in your town. Well, Brownwood had about 20,000. Oh, wow. Okay. And then if you want to narrow it down a little bit more, I graduated from early high school. So, so Brownwood and early are so close and so tight knit that they're considered the same town a lot of times. Okay. Um, but early only has about 2000 people. Gotcha. They, they may have grown a little bit now, maybe 2,500 or something, but yeah, yeah, fairly small town. I think I had 50 or 60 in my graduating class. Wow. Okay. Uh, so yeah, grew up in, in Brownwood. Uh, let's see. My mother raised me okay. uh, until I was or, or on her own until I was nine years old. Gotcha. And um, then when I turned nine, she, she got married. And so for me, uh, life growing up, up until nine was really all about family. Cause we were constantly with, with our, with my grandparents and, uh, aunts and uncles and cousins and all that. So really tight knit family up until nine years old. And then she got married. Of course, things changed a little bit and yep. life became a little bit more rough at that point. Yeah. Uh, just not, not a good, it just wasn't a, it wasn't the healthiest of relationships. Uh, not my stepfather was not the, um, you know, he had his own struggles as well with, totally. with drinking and his insecurities. He had his own father wounds mm -hmm. and there was stuff he was working through. I look back now, you know, up until I started really learning more about life and being, becoming a man and how, you know, the father wounds can really impact us and, you know, shape and mold us into the men that we become. Uh, I, I was pretty bitter toward him. But mm. over the over the last multiple years, as I've been healing from a lot of old wounds and everything, I, you know, I just realized he, he was just a man uh, who was on his own path. He never had the opportunity of having wholesome men speak into his life. Mm. Um, and, and so everything we went through is for a reason, right? It helped me become yeah. the man I am. And so anyway, uh, from about nine to 15, life was pretty rough, man. Mm. And, um you know, just in different ways, uh, abusive, uh, and just suppressive, just really, uh, kind of went from one extreme, of uh, being family oriented and feeling really secure to another extreme 
of feeling very vulnerable and uh, scared and just fearful, right? Yeah. Um, and so 15 years old, things kind of changed a little bit just because I was getting older. I was able to hang out with friends more, but I wasn't necessarily hanging out with the best of friends. So I'm still being a little turd from time to time. <laughs> sure. <laughs> as I'm sure many of us can probably relate to. Yeah. And let's see, 17 years old, I think I moved out of my parents' house. Uh, okay. I was still in high school. I think I, I was, yeah, I was only a sophomore. So 15, 16, I was a sophomore at 17. Wow. I was held back a grade and I was one of the older ones okay. uh, in school uh, versus being one of the younger ones. So I was 17 years old, I was a sophomore living on my own. Essentially. I moved in with different friends, moved from house to house. Just, sure. and my excuse was my excuse for moving was, well, that my parents were living in the Brownwood school district and I didn't want to go to the Brownwood school. So my excuse was I'll go live with a couple friends so that I can use their address in the early school district and attend school in early. Gotcha. And so it was, uh, in one sense, it was so I could attend the school I wanted to, but in another sense, it was just so I could escape all of the, the chaos, the turmoil and yeah, just the, the, the that place of fear. Right. <clears throat> And then at age 19, I ended up going into the Marine Corps. I was in the Marine Corps from 2000 to 2004, served. Uh, and for most of the time, let's see, for the first year, I was in El Paso, Texas in my schooling. For the remaining three years, I was in uh, North Carolina. Cherry Point was the base. There yeah. was an air station out there. And of course, I was overseas for nine months in, in multiple areas on a Marine Expeditionary Unit 26 MU. Uh, once I got out, what came back to Texas, moved back to Brownwood. Of course, I, I was, uh, I had gotten married, uh, right out of boot camp, oh, essentially. Wow. And then we had our first child when we first moved to Cherry Point, North Carolina. And so I have three sons, three biological sons with my first wife. Of course, we were married for 10 years and then divorced. Wow. I've now been remarried for six years. Okay. Uh, all of our kids are older. We only have one in the house. Uh, Leela has uh, two daughters uh, that I've been growing closer to, been learning how that. So that, that's the other interesting thing is uh, I've been able to look at my relationship and the process of parenting uh, children that are not biological children i've been able to look at my own journey there and understand how my stepfather may have been feeling at mm. different times and so that's also helped me yeah uh become a better uh well number one forgive yeah. and number two become a better stepfather and ensure that i'm being more present and not falling into the same traps that i feel he fell into uh you know falling into his emotions his insecurities and just uh, the pain that he was maybe experiencing because he wasn't with his biological children. Mm. So anyway, man, that's kind of where we're at. Here I am. I landed in the Austin area uh, in 2015. I started man camp 2016. I formed true North ministries, which is just the umbrella. It's the 501 C for the events. And then this last year, the last part the last quarter of 2020 I actually formed true North man, which is an LLC. Sure. And that's where I'll start uh, doing my coaching and course creation, uh, things of that nature. Gotcha, man. You and I, we, we kind of have similar uh, backgrounds where my parents got divorced when I was 11 years old, man. And my mom got together with a boy or a guy who was 
alcoholic, very abusive. I actually had to fight him when I was 13 years old off of her. And, and we can go into more details on that for your show, dude, but it was insane childhood, man. And then after that, like when it went down the wrong road for a very long time, man, didn't give my life to Christ until I was 24 years old, man. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, spent about 10 years just messing up, man. And, uh, but yeah, crazy, man. But for you, when did you feel called to go into ministry? Was there a moment that clicked and you're like, man, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, or this is where I need to be going. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know what everyone has their own faith background. Everyone has their own, um, what would you call it? Um, Oh goodness. Like we're non-denominational, right? Yeah. I I come from a heavy, heavy Pentecostal background. Okay. So we're talking, uh, the Holy spirit movement. We're talking people speaking in tongues. Of course, I don't know how people feel about that. Me personally, I, I don't, I don't know. I haven't really wrapped my mind around that too much. I know what I feel, what I think, what I believe. I know I don't fall into that category too much, but even at 15 and 16 years old, I had people prophesying over me wow, saying that I would be in ministry. And I accepted that. I said, okay, cool. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I I believe that I truly, truly uh, accepted and started knowing uh, about Christ and Christ at age 15 and 16. Okay. Okay. That being said, because of the turmoil that I was experiencing in life at that time, I also didn't have anyone speak into my life and teach me what that really meant. And I right. wasn't going to church, uh, continue, you know, I wasn't consistent in church. So man, I was just a teenager out there trying to live. Mm-hmm. And that being said, uh, once again, I wasn't living the best. I wasn't, hanging around the best people. I was drinking, you know, I was hanging out, I was partying on the weekends and stuff. And then as I got older, I think I just found myself running from that mm. because I wasn't partic- necessarily participating in the wholesome lifestyle. Right. Yep. Yep. And then I would say when I truly surrendered and this is crazy, man, this is going to sound so crazy, but this is, I think this is, proof that that uh when we are doing good things that there are going to be obstacles of every sort that jump in our way so when i was 26 years old uh, i believe is when i finally surrendered truly surrendered and said all right god do with me what you want to do man because i'm just i'm tired i don't know which direction to turn there again i still did not have mentors we were attending a church that had i don't know maybe 50 members max. And on Sunday okay. mornings, you might have 20 people attending. Wow. And so really the pastor is the only person on staff. There's no Bible studies. There's no men's ministry. Uh, I actually took over the youth ministry for a while, but then I found myself just, you know, things being thrown my way more specifically um, me just falling into that, um, that trap of, yep. um, what do I want to call it? Just that lustful trap, like that lust uh, was really getting to me. Um, I was, I was not being, um, I was not being loyal to my wife. I was stepping outside the marriage multiple times. And so at that point is where I really found myself running, yeah, like running hardcore uh, from God while also clinging to him. Right. Like in Mm. one sense, it's very weird. It's like, I'm clinging to him, but I'm like, 
I don't want to work for you because I'm not good enough, but please accept me because I'm not good enough. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like, uh, yeah. please, please hold me, please keep me, please sustain me because I know that without your help, I can't, but anything beyond that, I don't want it because I'm not worthy of it. And because I just, I'm in this broken state, uh, mm. you know? And so there's no way I could be of any use to you, but you can be of use to me and I need you. Yeah. Right. And so I spent probably from 27 to 30. So from 2000, uh, I want to say 2011 to 2013 was me just this, just crazy all over the place, man. Just uh, really trying to navigate life, figure out who I was a man, figure out how to operate as a man, how to be a father, how to be a husband, how to be a friend, how to be a, a, a leader at work. And the reality is I, I just didn't know. I didn't know who I was. And that's one thing that I, that I really focus on when I work with men is identity. Let's mm. first figure out who we are as a man. Let's figure out what our values are. Let's figure out who we are so that we don't, so that we can cling to that and use that as our, our guide post. Uh, for the day our guiding light for each and every day and when we're off that's what we call the integrity gap right right when, when we have our core values and we know we should be living by them at the end of the day if we look at what our core values are and how we've operated in the day that's the integrity gap it's like well i know i'm supposed to be this man but really i'm being this man yeah and so how do we identify the integrity gap um well that, that's simply by knowing our core values and knowing what I call our identity statement, which is an I am statement. Mm. It's that whole cliche or that whole thing, you know, I am second. Well, I take the second part off of that and I just say, I am dot, dot, dot. And then I help men figure out the dot, dot, dot uh, yeah. afterward. And then we start figuring out how we operate within that, which is not easy. We all fall short. Totally. We all screw up. Yep. Um, Every day, just because I have my identity statement doesn't mean that I'm perfect. It doesn't mean that I live in that hardcore 100% each and every day. Um, so I'm constantly having to reflect. I'm constantly ha having to reevaluate and I'm constantly having to figure out, okay, how did I show up? Why did I show up that way? And how am I going to do it differently tomorrow so that it can be better? Yeah, man. And yeah. I just went on a long, long, like... <laughs> I feel like I gave you a lot for a simple question, but that, Dude, that was, no, that was awesome, man. I, in fact, I, I was going to ask like, you know, with you having man camp going on, is there a common theme that you see of men when they come in, they have the, that they struggle with the most, is it that identification or is it something else that you kind of see as a common theme between men that do attend that men camp? Yeah. So, or man as camp, I've been, yeah, uh, so as I've been doing this over the course of the, you know, the last several years, the one thing that I've come up with is um, men want to show up powerfully. Men mm. want to be powerful. Men want to know that they have what it takes to conquer in this world. Okay. Yep. But men don't know how to get there. Men don't know how to fully embrace that oftentimes. And there's three core components that I believe uh, is required. I believe it is our vision, a vision for our life personally and a vision for what we want life to look like around us and then our identity is the second one so who we truly are at our core 
And for us as Christians, uh, not everyone, I don't know about everyone who listens to your show, if they're Christian or not, not yeah. everyone who listens to my show is Christian, but right. I always like to say this, this, I cannot deny who I am as a man of faith. I cannot deny um, my Christian background and that that's where I come from. I truly believe that our identity is rooted in our creator, yep. who we've been created to be by our creator. And so identity is the second component and then purpose. We got to have a mission in life. We have to cling to something, knowing that we're conquering, knowing that we're making an impact. And so this last year in 2020, I just created a course called Maximum Impact, Living Your uh, VIP Life, Vision, Identity, and Purpose. Come on. Um, And so I believe that those are three core components that oftentimes there's one of those three that men are kind of, or there may be, they may be missing all three, but always typically um, if we're struggling, it's because one of those three is off balance. One of those three is out of alignment and we need to be able to wrap our minds around that. And so what we do basically with men who come out to man camp is we walk them through a process over the course of a weekend that helps them identify the integrity gaps. Gotcha. So, so when they first walk through the gates, we're automatically saying, what's been holding me back in life? What's going on? How am I showing up in the world? Why do I feel the way I feel? Um, because life's not going the way that, that I feel it should go. And I need to figure this out. Am I angry? Am I bitter? Am I resentful? Um, do I hate my wife? <laughs> do I treat my wife like I need to treat her? Do I love my wife like she needs to be loved? Do I talk down to my children? Do, do, I, do I give them unintentional wounds by the way I speak to them? Um, am I, you know, am I participating in affairs? Am I addicted to whatever addiction it may be? And so we really start processing all that. And then we say, okay, well, that, if that's not who I am, well, then what do I need to do to start operating differently. And so we really walk the guys through a process of just in identifying that integrity gap. And then by the end of the weekend, they've created a plan uh, gotcha. to live differently and to act differently and to make a different impact in the world than they've been making previously before they came out there. Man, I watched the promo video for Man Camp and it looks unbelievable, dude. So people <laughs> definitely need to go there, dude. It looks so much fun, man. And and just like how the men are changing and, and myself, I've never been to like a, a man camp before, but man, just the things of just getting deep. Cause I think, like you said, there's a lot of wounds for us men that, you know, whether that came from our dads or, you know, my, you know, grandfather or whatnot, man, it's just a lot of stuff that they can kind of carry on with us. And I think like, even in my marriage, I'm like, sometimes I feel myself getting defensive because I was, you know, always told that I was the one that did this or did that growing up, you know? Right. So I'm like, no, I didn't do that. So like, sometimes I find that in my marriage where I'm like, Oh no, it wasn't me. Right. And then I got to go apologize to my wife and go, Hey, we got to make this up, man. And you know, uh, but yeah, like you said, man, it's a, yeah. Uh, so, so as far as the, uh, the weekend in and of itself, you know, yeah. you have the vision, identity and purpose, but there's some other things we've identified that we feel uh, each event, um, has pillars, right? Okay. And we feel that those pillars are very important to helping men identify these three different components or, or at least the integrity gap, right? And, and their vision and identity statement. And so one of those things is a trusted community, right? Mm. Like you said, uh, a, a lot of men are, they don't have the opportunity sometimes to 
even with life in general, there's so much going on. We have so many responsibilities. We're trying to keep up with the Joneses. Right. We have so many activities that our children are participating in that we put them in that we feel like that is necessary. That's really unnecessary. The only necessary thing is uh, creating memories as a family, you know, but we, we, we want to keep up with the Joneses. So there's so many distractions is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And men don't go, like you said, deep enough. We mm. don't get to the root of the issues. And so one thing that we do is we get men away. I mean, this is a very remote location and it's, it's uh, very rustic, very primitive guys come out. They camp. We don't, we don't stay in cabins. If you want to take a shower, it's cold well water uh, in a, a makeshift um, pallet shower that we made with a water hose. Oh, that's <laughs> so, awesome. Um, but yeah, guys, we, we bring them out and immediately we're fostering this, this idea of trust mm. and authenticity. And so one thing that men don't do is come out there or, or the thing that we don't want them to do is come out there and continue to wear the mask yeah. that they've been wearing. We want people to take the mask off, be real with themselves first and foremost, and then be real with a group of men that hopefully they're going to walk away from the weekend, uh, having a deeper level of trust and connection with, they're going to have built some camaraderie over the course of the weekend and they can walk away and know that, Hey, I've got a group of five to 10 guys that I met at this event that I can text. I can stay in contact with. And, you know, if I've been struggling with something, uh, they'll check in on me. I can check in with them, see how they're doing. Um, so community is, is a huge component of that because the reality is a lot of men out there are known by a lot of people, but they're not truly known by people, mm-hmm. you know? So that it's one thing for us to be acquaintances. It's yep. one thing for us to know people, but it's quite another thing for us to truly be known and trust that the people who truly know are deep as the darkest, whatever it is, are not going to judge us, but they're going to encourage us and they're going to challenge us to, to rise above that stuff. Man, love it, dude. What are you most excited about for 2021? Oh man, there's so many things. The podcast, uh, we just launched, the, I just launched the podcast, um, the last quarter of 2020. Okay. And man, I shot out of the gate, uh, so fast i lined up like 20 different interviews um in two weeks i did 20 interviews in two weeks man it was so draining but it was so rewarding yep it was so fulfilling uh i enjoyed every conversation i feel like i was able to learn from that and grow from that and so i'm super excited about the podcast this year because i have uh, it seems like i'm starting to to uh, get better it seems like i'm getting better at interviewing engaging in conversations, uh, sharing the podcast and promoting it. Um, plus I have some pretty heavy hitters that are going to be joining me on the podcast this year. And so I'm looking forward to promoting them. My goal is to have one heavy hitter each month and I will promote their content all month long. So I'm very excited about that. I'm excited about being able to have heavy hitters on the show, but not only have heavy hitters on the show, but be able to share other content that I feel is beneficial for men to engage with and that could potentially help them because I'm not, I'm not so prideful to believe that I'm the only one who has answers. There are men out there that I follow 
and that are doing good things and they've impacted my life. And um, so I want to share that same stuff that has had an impact and influence on me. So I'm excited about that, being able to promote just one person a month, really focus on that one interview. That's not to say I'm only going to release one episode a month, yeah. but one heavy hitter. And I'll focus on their content for the duration of that month. The other interviews, uh, I'll still be releasing those as well. And I'll promote those. Um, but I'm really going to focus in on these heavy hitters and the content simply because they've had an impact in my life. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited that we uh, now have a full board for the nonprofit Come on. So our board will be meeting this weekend. Matter of fact, tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Uh, we'll meet. We'll spend the entire weekend planning, uh, vision casting, making projections, setting goals and everything for the organization. Uh, we're, we brought on a marketing guy now. He's going to be helping us with our marketing efforts, which is something that we have not done at all. It's all been word of mouth to this point. So I'm super excited just to be able to get the brand out there and make a bigger impact between excuse me between the podcast and between our marketing efforts for our events now uh, i believe that this is the year that we're going to reach a lot more men and we're, we're really we're going to put ourselves on the map um not just for notoriety's sake but for the sake of making an impact in men's lives yep and uh families lives and and the community's lives Come on, man. Dude, Paul, this was awesome, man. You are an absolute world changer, brother. Thank you oh, so much for that. taking time and joining me on the show, man. I so appreciate it. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having Thank me. Thank you so much for watching the show today. I appreciate it. If you could, please leave a rating and review on our Apple podcast. The link is down below. That helps us get our message out, get the show out, helps us get ranked out there on the Apple podcast. Also, leave a comment below, man. I'd love to know what part of the show made the most impact on you. I respond to every comment on there. And please share this video, whether you're watching on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, please share it out. We want to make sure that we impact as many people as we can with the guests that come on my show and highlight those guests and what they've got going on and they're changing the world. So thank you so much for the time. So appreciate it. Have an awesome day.